The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, this is Pastor Mike Sasso, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time. I'm here sitting in again for Pastor Chris as Pastor Josh and Chris are on their way back from the Philippines. Of course, when you're hearing this broadcast, they should be back on the ground here. So we are talking about spiritual authority. That's the message that the Holy Spirit has had me to talk about. And if you didn't hear last week's message, you'll want to go back to it. You can get it on the podcast on Spotify or on our website and get part one of this message Because during the prophetic gathering of the saints, Pastor Chris had mentioned some things that God was going to be doing this year in the body. And one of those things, a big thing, is that God is going to help us and bring us to where we are going to understand spiritual authority and we're going to begin to walk in it. And this is going to be something we're going to continue to walk in until the day he comes back, until the day the Lord returns. Amen. So... To just kind of quickly recap that message from last week, spiritual authority in the kingdom of God is not anything like it is in the world. In the world, spiritual authority is from the top down. The world lords over those that are under their authority. They dictate to, they tell them what they can and cannot do. But in the kingdom of God, it's not like that. It's from the bottom up, meaning it's a foundation that builds each member up to make them all they can be in God. And the the example we gave was an example of parenting. A parent lays their lives down and hopes and prays that their children do better than they did. That is the hope and prayer of a good parent. So in Matthew chapter 20, Jesus goes into this, and it says in chapter 20, verse 25, and I'm going to read from the NLT version, Jesus called unto them and said, You know that the rulers in the world lord over the people, and the officials flaunt their authority over those that are under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. Well, that's a huge difference than the world. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. Because for even the Son of Man came not to serve, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So in 2023, we are going to, as a body of Christ, understand spiritual authority, and we are going to begin to walk in it. And to walk in spiritual authority, the first thing we must understand, that it is a place of service. Not serving men, but serving God. And in so serving God, ministering to men. For what purpose? For the purpose to bring them to Christ, to fulfill the Great Commission. We understand that it is the will of God that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. You don't have the ability to save them, but it's a work of the Holy Spirit. We're not here to condemn the world. We're not here to judge the world. For even Jesus did not come to condemn the world. It says in John 3.16, God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. 
For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be what? Saved. Amen. And then he gave that mission to us. In 2 Corinthians 5, 18, All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us this ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and that's not our job, but has committed unto us this word of reconciliation. We can speak the truth in love and let the Holy Spirit convict of sin. Amen? So number one, it's about service. Number two, it's really about the will of God and that all men be saved. And number three, I want us to begin to understand that it's not about establishing a religion here. Jesus did not come to the earth to establish a religion. He came to bring life and to bring it abundantly. He came to restore all things back to us that were stolen when man sinned in the garden, to restore the relationship that man had with God and to restore that fellowship of the Holy Spirit, as if nothing had ever been broken. Nothing had ever been destroyed. So uh, it's literally about restoring the government of God and His way of doing things in the earth. And I want us to turn to Matthew chapter 16. This is critical that we understand. If we're going to understand spiritual authority, we really need to understand this. So in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus had a conversation with his disciples, and in verse 15, he said unto them, Who do men say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And in verse 17, Jesus answered and said, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven heaven. And verse 18, he says, And I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I'm here to tell you that the rock that he's talking about is not Peter. He's talking about himself. He's talking about the stone that the builders rejected that would become the chief cornerstone of a building that would fill the entire earth. In Daniel chapter 2, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that literally was a dream about how God was going to set up a kingdom that would basically take over every other kingdom in the earth, how God's kingdom would be established. And if you go to verse 35, I'm going to get to the, the nuts and bolts of that dream. It says, then the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold were broken into pieces together and became like chaff on the summer threshing floor, and the wind carried them away, and no place was found for them. That means that no place for these other ways of doing things, this other kingdoms of the earth, would be established. But the stone that smote the image, this is Jesus, became a great mountain that filled the whole earth. And it says in verse 44, that in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. And I'm here to tell you that's the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ, as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And if you go to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, 
It says, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government, that means the authority, that means the way of doing things. The government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And that is the government of God. And now if you go back to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, it says, upon this rock, he's talking about the rock of revelation of Jesus Christ. That's who he is. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now that word church is a very peculiar word. The word church is literally the Greek word ecclesia. And that word ecclesia in the day that Jesus spoke it was not a religious word. That word was well known in the day that he spoke it. It was actually the word that was used for the assembly that would take place in Greece, where the elders would come together and those who were called out, special citizens were called out to come together, would establish laws. They were called the ecclesia. They would, they would counsel together and they would establish customs. They would counsel together. They would judge cases. They would counsel together and they would establish the ways that the government was run. They would appoint leaders. They would appoint judges. They were called the ecclesia in the days of ancient Greece. So what Jesus was saying here was literally revolutionary. He was saying, upon this rock, I will build my government. I will build my governmental structure, my way of doing things in the earth, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's who the church of Jesus Christ is. But you see, we've misunderstood who we are. We've misunderstood the calling of God that is upon the church. We have not understood it and we've not walked in it. I had a prophetic dream many years ago. My wife and myself, Pastor Chris and myself, in this dream were in a taxi cab in the Middle East somewhere in a dark, dark place in a dark, dark city. And as we were in that cab, we were driving down the streets in this dark city and I was so glad to be inside the cab because I felt safe in the shelter of that cab. Nobody could see us. And as we drove down the street, there was a woman walking alone on the side of the road, dressed in a long white gown. And I was concerned for the woman in this dark place that she'd be walking all by herself. And then the driver of the taxi cab pulled over to the side of the road and pulled up alongside this woman and rolled his window down and spoke out to her and said, excuse me, may I give you a ride? And as he said this, the woman responded and said, well, I'm sorry, sir, I don't know where I'm going. And the driver responded and said, I do, get in and I will take you there. Immediately, I realized who the driver of the taxi cab was, and it was Jesus himself. And then I realized immediately who the woman was, and it was the bride of Christ. And she didn't know who she was. And then the Lord spoke to me in such a resounding voice within my spirit. And he said, tell my people who they are and tell them what I've sent them to do because they don't know it. And for far too long, we've taken the church as a religious structure, a religious organization. And we thought, hey, we're just going to be a bunch of religious folks. But Jesus did not establish a religion when he came to the earth. He came to establish life, and he came to restore all things that were stolen and broken, and to reestablish God's ways of doing things in the earth. 
but it can't be done in your own understanding. It can't be done by you. It's done by the leading of the Holy Spirit in everything. So to understand when Jesus was saying, upon this rock of revelation, I will build my church, he's saying, I will build my way of doing things, my government, my organizational structure, and that organizational structure will basically fill the entire earth, and then the end will come. There has been a teaching in the church that says, hey, we're leaving, and we're getting out of here, and then the Lord's going to come back. I got a revelation for you. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That is not the Word of God. The Word of God says Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, waiting in eager expectation until his enemies are made into his footstool. It says in Isaiah chapter 2, verse 1, in the last days. So you want to know in the last days, we're in the last days right now. It says the mountain of the Lord's house, that's the body of Christ. That's the, the stone that smote the statue that became a great mountain in the book of Daniel that filled the entire earth. The mountain of the Lord's house will be established above every other mountain. And all nations will stream into it and they'll say, hey, let's go up to the mountain of the house of the Lord and let's learn his ways and let's find out how to do things, they'll say. And then it says they'll beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks and they'll learn war no more. And that, my friend, is the will of God. That, my friend, gives glory to God. And that is the word of God that will not return void, but accomplish that for which he sent it. And we have a job to do. We need to be busy about the Father's business. This is not something you can do on your own. This is not something I can do on my own. Every member of the body of Christ has a job to do, and we need to be busy about the Father's business. And our number one mission is the Great Commission that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, at the end, when they asked him when the end would be, he went through the beginning and said, oh, there's going to be wars, rumors of wars. He says, that's just the beginning of sorrow. Nation will rise against nation. That's not the sign to the end, friend. Go to the end of that dissertation. And he says, but this gospel of the kingdom, this revelation that the kingdoms of this world have now become the kingdoms of our God and he shall reign forever and ever. That's the good news. The good news of the kingdom will be preached to every creature, and then the end will come. It is the will of God that all men be saved. It is a loss for God if anyone goes to hell, and so we need to be in intercession for those that don't know God. We need to be praying for our enemies. We need to be loving the unlovable. We need to do good to those that spitefully use us and be ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Spiritual authority is representing the kingdom of God, not representing your will, representing the will of God. Apostle Paul said that we are ambassadors of Christ. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, All things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. 
And I'm here to ask you, if you know what an ambassador is, an ambassador is a representative of a government. And we are representatives of the government of God. And if an ambassador were to come from a government and begin to tell the people that he sent to his own ideas, his own opinions, his own thinking, would he truly be representing the government that he was sent to represent? No. And so we are ambassadors of Christ. We have nothing to say on our own. We can't be giving our own opinions. Our opinions have nothing to do with establishing the kingdom of God. It's all thus saith the Lord. God does nothing in the earth until he first reveals it to his servants, the prophets, until he finds a mouthpiece that he can release his word in, a trustworthy vessel. Someone who has yielded their own will to do the will of God, to minister to the Lord before the Lord and get a word from God and then release that word into the earth. That's how things get done. That's how God gets his will done in the earth. He does nothing in the earth, it says in Amos 3.7, unless he first reveals it to his servants, the prophets. That's how God does things. That's how he gets things done. And he's looking for a mouthpiece, friend. Won't you give him yours? Won't you surrender yours? Won't you be a part of this government? Won't you be a part of this kingdom? Won't you surrender your will, your mind, your heart, your emotions, your way of doing things and say, Lord, use me today. Use me today, Lord. Let me be part of this transfer of affluence and influence, this transfer of wealth, this transfer, Lord, that you want to manifest in the earth. Let it not be about what I want, but let it be about what you want. I surrender. I make you the Lord of my life. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to take over. Teach me how to live. Teach me how to surrender to your leadership and how to be a part of this government that I'm hearing today. I want to be a part of your way of doing things. I want to become a servant of Jesus Christ. Peter himself in 2 Peter chapter 1, he says, Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. Before he was ever an apostle, he said, I'm a servant. I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. That means Jesus is Lord of everything. So friend, we have much to learn about spiritual authority. When we begin to understand that God has put his church in the earth as his representative government to transform everything we touch, to expand that government in the earth. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. That's the body of Christ, friend. We are the shoulders of Jesus Christ. He's the head of the church, and we're in the earth. He didn't want to take us out of the world. He kept us in the world that we would represent him here. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And then look at the next verse. It says, And of the increase of that government and of that peace there shall be no end. And upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth forever, for the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. You see, that is the will of God. And I've talked earlier that the word ecclesia, the word for church that was used in the day that Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, was a governmental word. In the days of Athens and Greece, early Greece, classical Greece, the ecclesia established laws. Governmental decisions were debated in the ecclesia. Policies affected 
and affairs were formulated. Key judicial cases were decided. Customs and cultural norms were adapted and changed. Officials were appointed. State decisions were proclaimed. And chief magistrates were appointed. The Church of Jesus Christ is the organizational governmental structure of Jesus in the earth. And we have not understood it. But the Lord said in 2023, we're going to understand spiritual authority and we're going to walk in it. Now, that doesn't mean we lord over men, but we get down on our knees and begin to pray for them. We begin to understand that God has given us authority. If you go back to Matthew chapter 16 and you go to verse 19, he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What are keys? Keys open doors. I give you the keys to open the doors of heaven and to bring them to the earth. How? By loving your enemy, by doing good to those that despitefully use you, by praying for those that persecute you, overcoming evil with good. It says, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever you shall bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you will loose upon the earth is loosed in heaven. God has given us authority to bring heaven down, to touch the earth with the power of the Holy Spirit to transform everything we touch in every situation, in every circumstance. God has placed you to be a witness, to bind, to loose, to cast down, to throw down. That is the apostolic prophetic mantle that's in the earth. It says in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 10, God says to Jeremiah, says, See, I have set thee this day over nations, over kingdoms. See? God's established his government in the Old Covenant through the prophets, in the New Covenant through the church, the apostolic prophetic mantle, the foundation that is built upon the apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ as the chief cornerstone. And he said in verse 10, I have set these this day over nations, over kingdoms, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, and to build and to plant. There's the keys to the kingdom of heaven right there. What he binds on earth is bound in heaven. What he looses on the earth is loosed in heaven. Jesus is saying the same thing. And he said something earlier in that same chapter. He said, so it's not about religion. It's about life. It's about you and me and every member of the body of Christ having a place to minister. And how do we minister? We seek first the kingdom of heaven and his way of doing things, his righteousness, and then all things will be established unto us. We become a blessing. We become blessed to be a blessing. We love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and body, and we love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And so transform everything we touch by the power of God. Just like that servant that I spoke of earlier in last week's broadcast that Pastor Chris had met one of God's generals that was a cleaning lady who prayed for the rooms that she worked in and prayed for the leadership of her company that she was working in. And God called her one of his generals. Why? Because everywhere she went, she ministered to the Lord. Everything she did, she ministered before the Lord. She prayed for the leadership of that corporation and the leadership of that corporation got saved because of her selfless ministering and love. Friend, that's what God calls authority in the kingdom laying your life down so that he can use you to be a blessing to others, to bring them into the kingdom. So, Father, I thank you for those listening to me today. Every member of the body of Christ has value. Every member of the body of Christ has a job to do. Holy Spirit, help us to yield to you. 
to lead us, to teach us, to to prefer our brothers over ourselves, to get out of ourselves and to allow you, Holy Spirit, to lead us and teach us. I pray for everyone listening to me today, Lord, that you would empower them, that you would heal them. Friend, I decree in Jesus' name that affirmity that's been on you no more. Be free today in Jesus' name. I thank you for it. Listen, I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for being a part of this broadcast. Let us hear from you. You can go to SOGMI.org and send us a message. You can also call us at 210-695-1630. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Also, come visit us. You can find us at 8419 Callahan Road, Freedom Fellowship Church on Sunday mornings at 930. You'll be very blessed. God bless you. And thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I.org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this broadcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Thank you.